Hello everybody, welcome back to episode number 5 of Aaron's Archives with me, of course, your host Aaron, <sighs> and the one and only, Feral Hakim. What's going on, my brother? I'm chilling, bro, as you can see, Literally. I'm on bed, mood, um, yeah, I just do whatever the hell I want, I guess. Um, what up? What have you been up to, bro? I saw a couple of your videos. You've been going out a lot. Been working out. I saw you with your thirst trap photos. You know, always posting thirst traps because uh, you got you just got it. That's how you get ahead in this world. Um, you know, if you don't if you don't post thirst traps, you just um, it's you a digital life right now. It, you just losing life. You know, you're you're it's it's a digital world, man. You just gotta go with the times. You know, that's that's how we say. Yo, explain explain this to me, right? So I know a lot of men work out for primarily, generally speaking, for women attraction. But mm-hmm. a lot of the times, what actually ends up happening is you don't get women attention. You get more men. <laughs> yeah, you get male attention. Why? Because, okay, like, let's say, let's say, let's say we're talking about designer stuff, right? Let's say we're talking about... Um, I don't know what YSL or like Versace or like not even that Supreme. Uh, what is that diamond? You know what I'm talking about, right? Is that, is yeah, that what diamond called? supply co diamond supply co and, and all that stuff. Like not a lot of girls know about that. All the bro girls shop at forever 21 Shein garage. Like that's where the uh, Victoria's secret and like what pink, you know, at least the, at least the woman that I know, you know, like it's, they don't really shop a lot of, um, you know, expensive stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they look good, right? So the, th- the 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 takeaway I take from that is that first of all, women have way better taste than us, way better style than us, and they do it with less money. You know, um, uh, what is it called? For men, I feel like they. Th- they buy all this designer stuff that, that a girl's gonna be like, oh my gosh, you have so much money. But they don't know what the hell you're wearing until you tell them, oh, this cost five thousand dollars. Oh, really? I didn't I didn't know. Like, okay. But then the guys are like, because they're all looking for the same thing, and all the guys are like, Oh hey, I see you wearing that, bro. I see you wearing those Yeezys, bro. I see you wearing this and that. You know what I'm saying? So it's you just get more, but you know what? Nowadays more females are into are getting into that stuff too they're getting into like the shoe game and all that stuff too so yeah i wanted to also talk with you about your music before you go ahead and blow up i want to say to the world that i knew feral before he was cool you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i had him on a podcast before he was famous and all that stuff <laughs> Before is this why you chose to do camera today? <laughs> <laughs> Before all the movie deals, you know what I'm saying? Before all the record movie labels. Alright, I wanted to talk with you about your music. Because you've been in and out. Because I've known you for four years. And you've been in and out of the music game. You've told mm-hmm. me before that you wanted to pursue music. And then you've told me that maybe music isn't for, for me. And now you're hopping back in. So you've been in and out of the music game. and But you've always held that talent of yours for music but it was never your main focus to actually dive into it or pursue it as an actual career or rather something that you actually want to dive into what made you change your mind i wouldn't say never i just 
I've always had big dreams. You know, I've always had big dreams. I'm, I'm a dreamer, but I would never do them. I've never just gone in and just done what I had to do to get there. But I, I always knew that's how you would get there, you know, just by doing, right? But I just like, I'm just a lazy person. That's it. I'm just a lazy person. And um, beforehand, I was like, you know, because, you know, when you're a kid, you're not really thinking about the hardships and, and the reality of it. You're thinking about the dream and only the dream only, right? You're doing it because you like it. And then as you start to get older, especially around the time 17, 18, oh, 17, 16, 17, um, I was like, wow, like I'm really going to college. Like I don't know what my major is going to be and I don't know what to do. And then I'm just like, reality set in. And I'm like, maybe I'll sh- I should just do. But of course I chose something that's realistic, but so far away as well, business, right? And then I was, just, I kind of don't, I don't think this is for me. Like, yeah, I like dressing nice and all that stuff, but you don't have to do that if you, you know, if you're in business. Actually, it's the opposite. If you're in business, I see a lot of people dress, you know, quote unquote presentable. They're not, you know, if you see Mark Zuckerberg and all that stuff. Um, so I went back only because I genuinely found the passion again, you know, like the second time, the second time I was like, Hey, this is what I like to do, you know? And I just wrote songs because I thought they were fun. And then when I came back to it, I was like, wow, this song that the one I just wrote, why, um, FYI for everyone who doesn't know, uh, ABTFY, which means I always be there for you is a song that I wrote uh literally in just 10 minutes i was just like huh this is like a, this is like a nice thing you know I, I, people relate to this hopefully and then i wrote it and then i was like you know what i have the money now i don't have any more excuses you know i have money to produce i have money to to mix and master i have money to 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 write the song to do whatever like you know to do to finish the song you know what i'm saying finish and put it out there so i was like you know what let me just do it so i just spent my money on that and I love it. I genuinely love it. Like the whole process, you know, recording the recording the sounds, learning from the mixer, the producer, learning how to how to stack vocals, learning how to add, you know, do ad libs and all this stuff. Like it's 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 fairly easy. I just I was just dumb. But um, but yeah, so I just I was learning a lot and two creatives or three creatives working together to finish this one song was just like so amazing to me. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to do this again and again and again and again and again. So, yeah. What are your expectations for the feedback that you're going to get for this song? Because I know you said you love it, mm-hmm. but putting it out there, <clears throat> what are your expectations? Um, I think it's going to flop. That's what I think. I'm, I'm always a person who... You genuinely think that, or are you just being stoic about it and just no. perceiving? Mm-mm. I genuinely think it's gonna flop because it's just like not a lot of people have that music taste, and also I'm not marketing it as well. And I can tell like it's just gonna like oh probably gonna get like two hundred, three hundred listens, four hundred listens, and then it's just gonna flop, or not even up to that hundred. You know, it's probably gonna take a while. I'm gonna have to market a lot. But I feel like it's going to be more work than just like, oh, um, I posted, guys, it's up. Everybody listen to it. It's never like that. You know, it's never just like people are just going to listen to it. If it's an Instagram post, 
it's easier. You know, they, they scroll down, they look at it. Congratulations, you know, this and that. Like, you know, it's easy to do that. You know, it's easy to do that. But when you ask them to listen, it takes two minutes to listen, right? And it's like, oh, I can do that later. I can do that later. And they never do it. You know, they never do it. And that's why I think it will flop, genuinely. Um, but it's not going to stop me from making more. That's that's because I love doing it. You know, like it's, it's just, I've got so much more music that I have to like set out to do. But other than that, yeah, that's it. Like I just genuinely, I just feel like it's going to flop. How do you deal with the whole marketing thing because i know that you're on tiktok and i also know that you post your cover songs and your songs some of your short original songs on your instagram mm -hmm. when you say it's hard for you to market what are you really marketing are you marketing yourself or are you marketing your music because those are <clears throat> considerably two different things well i feel like myself i feel like my music wow that's actually a good question uh <laughs> i'm stumped because if you just market your music, you can, mm -hmm. what I used to do was, <laughs> um, I would just like share the actual song on people's pages because I used to, I used to pursue music, but I, I, I kind of just stopped because I kind of got tired of the process. I never, I liked the process sometimes, mm -hmm. but a lot of the times it was kind of just dragging. The most fun I had on making music was mood because okay. of the whole ad libs and mm -hmm. you were there and it was mm -hmm. just it was just fun to make so mood was my favorite one but other than that some or bored have you listened to bored mm -hmm. bored those those were really fun ones but a lot of the times when you just want to tear off you, you just want to tear down the application that you're on and just shut down your computer mid edit so it wasn't necessarily more fun for me than um, more annoying so I, I stopped that but what I used to do was I would I would just share it to my friends and then my friends would share it and also I would go on Filipino pages and I would just DM them and go hey you mind posting this and they would um, a lot of well a lot of them say no or rather just leave you on red but you just need that one page they just repost to you and then you'll 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 start up but I'm curious as to how you would do yours. So um, I'm very thankful that a lot of my friends are supportive, especially of what I do. And they, <laughs> not you. What do you mean I'm not kidding. me? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so yeah, so a lot of my friends are very supportive. So they're, they, you know, even now, now without like me having to tell them anything, they just do it. And that, I, that really makes me feel great and amazing. It's just like, wow, like you really care about my music that much or like you, not even maybe my music, but me, you supporting me, you know, that you would just do it on like without me having to ask you. Like I asked you because, you know, you didn't do it, <laughs> whatever. So <laughs> bro, best friends don't do nothing for each other, bro. You got to tell me. <laughs> you, <laughs> so got, you got you to gotta so tell bad. me. But no, um, but yeah, uh, a lot of my friends, they, they just, I don't know if they're genuinely excited or that they just are nice that they send it off but especially my my close group of friends um you know like their cousins are posting it they, somebody did a tiktok um doing her makeup with my song yeah and i was just like that's so cool i'm just like wow that's like, crazy really i like that 
you did that for me. I just, I love like when people like my songs. It's just like I'm doing something right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm doing something right, and um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I like attention. All right, that's that's a main thing for me. I like attention. Um, just growing up, I've I've always loved it. You know, getting compliments and all that stuff. I I don't know how to take compliments. I don't know how to take compliments. I just like getting compliments. I, I don't know how to take them though. Cause it's like, what am I supposed to say? I, I never really know what to say. Like, should I compliment you back? But what if it comes off as like a lie? I don't want to lie to you, you know? <laughs> so I'm just like, I just say, thank you. Um, but what, what I really appreciate more is that one of my friends made a lyric video already to, to my songs. Um, somebody posted on TikTok with they're doing their makeup on my song. Somebody, uh, one, another one of my friends is, uh, she does a live and they were singing my song and I'm like that's great like it's just amazing to me it's just wow you guys are really supportive I love that and I feel like I love the fan aspect of it like I, I know maybe like if I do ever get big I, I might get tired of it some days but that genuinely like that makes me happy so I'm like you know it's cool but yeah so talking about the marketing thing um like a lot of my friends just they would just post or, um, you know, my friends would also um, support me by, by what is it called, advertising themselves, like doing the, the, the songs or whatever, doing the makeup or whatever, or like if they would go on live and do that and whatever. And then um, also I'd be posting on Reddit, you know, um, DistroKid also has the advertising, put your music on a playlist and you get listens from there. And um, what I really, I'm texting or DMing people like, hey, would you do that? Because I just, it just, I, it just feels sleazy to me only because I don't know the person and I like getting a relationship with people before I do ask them for stuff. Cause I feel like what I'm, what am I giving you back? You know, like, what am I, what am I giving? If I'm, if I'm not giving you anything, you shouldn't give me anything. I've always, how I always felt, but yeah, that's how I would do it. No, what I meant when I said I would text Filipinos, they're specific pages for Filipinos. So they would just repost right, yeah, yeah, random content for Filipinos. Right. And I, one of the things that, you know that trend on TikTok where people were just denigrating themselves with the whole, this is why I'm single, like reasons why I'm single. Oh. I did that. <laughs> And then I, I posted it on my on my Instagram and then I had a Filipino page, I think just one. I, I, I messaged like ten and then I just needed that one page to blow me up. I think I gained like a hundred followers Ooh. after that and then um another couple of and then hundreds uh, of views on my original post. And that was just insane to me. And then I got the attention and I got I got it was just and when you said you like the attention I used to like attention, but for I still do. But back then, for different reasons. Now I think I need attention because this is this is my job now. I actually need eyes for, um, to make my content run more, to make me produce mm -hmm. more content. Back then, my attention or my desire for attention was just for selfish reasons. Not that it's not selfish now, because it Obviously, is. Yeah, it it is selfish, for me. Yeah. But back then, it was like there was I wasn't doing mm -hmm. anything. I was just posting faces like my my faces, which now I just want to smack myself 
but now I, I think it's more <laughs> right now now I think it's more productive for me because now I'm gaining attention but I'm also giving something back to them like I'm, I'm giving you something that I think you would enjoy and that's why I'm getting into these political philosophical things because I genuinely want the smoke <laughs> that's you know? what you've been telling me I but, want the smoke yeah I want the smoke. I, I genuinely, I genuinely want the smoke, bro. I'm, a, I'm gonna put you onto one song that I've been fiending on, but we'll do it after mm-hmm. the podcast. All right. So here's something that popped into my Facebook feed. It was I don't exactly know the specific saying, but it was a a story post. You know those those stories that have texts in them, an Instagram story, and it said, um. All social media companies should take down the number like, the like numbers, Mm -hmm. the follower number, the comment, and the share. Because people get too caught up in these things. And then the last thing that he said or she said was, social media is not real life. You you get the premise basically of what social media is not real life. Real Mm -hmm. life. So you, so you get where the post is coming at? Mm-hmm. What are well, your thoughts on that? I would just like to say, who the, who the hell are you? Like, it's, 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 you shouldn't, <laughs> like, oh, every, every social media company should, shut up, shut up. Like, it's, it's, sure, you can have your opinion, cool, but respectfully shut the hell up. Because one, if it wasn't for people, if it wasn't for, if, if it wasn't, um, how, how would I say this? If it wasn't for all the likes and all the, all the comments and, and all this stuff and the little follower counts and all that stuff, people wouldn't get caught up in it, right? That's, 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 that's a theory, right? And if, if people aren't caught up in it, then not a lot of people would use Instagram or social or like a lot of social medias, right? oh social media is like people are getting caught up with the fame and all this stuff but that stuff is what made those people famous too you know and you're like you're you're literally if if some person didn't have some i don't know like some person would if some people didn't have like their social media and they were let's say a celebrity from let's say tiktok or something like charlie demel Dem, whatever her name is right um like if they didn't have TikTok, they wouldn't have been that famous and whatever. And she probably wouldn't have gotten all this intention and all that stuff too. But that's like, that's her livelihood now, right? That's that's her life, right? She would be missing a big part of her life. You would be robbing her of that life. You know what I'm saying? So I like there should be an option, like, you know, for a compromise if you want to have that stuff hidden then have a button that hides all of that then that is true that is true that right. should, that is actually an option you can be private <laughs> exactly it's not that big <laughs> of a deal bro it's really you not you can turn off you can turn off the comment section you can or you can not have social media mm-hmm. and it's just um i do agree in some aspect right because there, the, there tends to be a slippery slope when it comes to over 
I would say, overgeneralizing from what you see on social media and either you as a, the curator of your actual social media of the, or the people that follow you that tend to overgeneralize what they see and say that this is you instead of actually just, this is what I do, I, I don't mind sharing it instead of this is me and this is why I'm sharing it and, and stuff of the sort. I don't know mm-hmm. if I articulated that correctly or, or if I misconflated the, the two. But... um. Yeah, don't blame your experiences on the objectivity of what you're denigrating because both because if you take away say the features, right? Say you take away the follower count, you take away the like count, you take away the comment count or you take away the the share button. You also take that power away from the people who are actually reaching out to people for a good movement. I'm not going to name anybody, but there are actually some movements that are genuinely good for people and for the community because they're trying to reach out. They're trying to actually help. So if you take, you're trying to take the baby out of the bathwater. Do you know what that idiom means? Trying to take the baby out of the bathwater. I just figured out what that means. It's basically you're trying to take away everything in order to alleviate the negative, but you're also taking away the good side of it. So you're taking everything away. Mm-hmm. Taking the baby out of the bath bath water. Right. Yeah. That I wanted to get into that point, but you you were much better than it than than I was. But um, basically, yeah, no. Uh, social media has its benefits. All social media has its downsides. You know, um, we wouldn't have you know greater communication, all this and that. And maybe our communication has you know like there's like all there's pros and cons to everything, and there's so many pros so many I see social media but let's move on from that topic that's a boring topic to me all right well i wanted to actually have a clickbait <laughs> so i'm gonna ask you explain the process the meaning the process and the meaning behind i a b t f y it just means right. I'll always be there for you. It's a, yeah. it's a line in the song. Um, but there is... How about I just tell you what the, what this whole song is about? How about that? Yeah, let's go. Which I feel like is a very... I really related to, and I feel like a lot of people related to. I, I, I think everyone has been heartbroken before in this type of way, right? As you know, I read a lot of heartbreak songs because... Wait, I, is that a heartbreak song? I'll always be there I don't know, kind you. of. Kind of, but it's like really? it's 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 that is that in between? Is that in between, right? So is it like I love you but I can't have you type of thing? Yes, that's what it is. Okay. And that's that's the heartbroken part. It's like damn, like I'm heartbroken that I I can't have you. But uh, at the same time, it's like this. Um, so the whole origin of the song is uh, I was I was scrolling through my Instagram feed and I saw Hoodville. Wait, I'm trying to clickbait people. You gotta stand up real quick just for this segment. And then you can lay back down. What do you mean? What do I have to do? <laughs> no, just sit do? up. Just sit up. Just, just sit, sit up. up. Just sit up yeah, like and this. Then, yeah, and then explain okay. the song. So, so basically, I was scrolling to Hoodville and I saw um, BFF stands for um, Been Fucking Forever, right? And I was, <laughs> and I was just like, damn, like, what if I was put in that situation, right? And um, I have been put in that situation actually, with the girl, and then. 
um you probably you know the story a lot of people a lot of my friends know the story a lot of my friends are friends with that person so um basically I was uh you know she would come to me and I feel like a lot of people will relate to this again like I said somebody a girl comes to you and they're like oh um or like even a guy or you know because you want to be I want to be political correct right <laughs> but uh, either either a boy or a girl comes up to you and this person's your friend, right? This person's your friend. Shut up. This person's your friend. And, and you know, you want, but to them, you're just a friend, you know? You're just a friend. Um, and you know that there might be a chance between you two because, well, you guys are still talking, right? Um, so they come to you and they're like, oh, uh, gosh, my boyfriend is this and this and this. Like, he's so toxic, all this and that, all this stuff. And then um you give them advice but they never listen to it you know as people do and then um it's just like yo if you want somebody new if you want somebody who doesn't lie to you you know like open your eyes like i'm here you know i'm here right like don't you see me like i've been waiting for you i've been waiting for this you know and i'm so i'm so crazy about you you know um those are the 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 lines to the chorus and then uh, it's saying that, um, you know, I'll always be there for you and, and all this and that. Okay. And then the second course is basically saying this, uh, the second verse is basically saying the same thing about how, um, you know, it's, 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 wow. What was the lyrics again? I can't even remember my own damn song. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, so it's like, um, I'll always be there for you no matter where you are. Uh, I pray that you're always safe. So this person's a good person, right? And in, in his eyes, at least, he's a good person. And that's how I felt when I was with that, when I when I like that person. Like, I feel like I'm a really good guy. So why aren't you giving me a chance, right? So I'm conveying this with, with words like, I'll always be there no matter where you are. Um, I pray that you're always safe. Uh, this time, like, I know you guys are are done. Like, you, got, you guys are, this is it. This is the last time that you guys will be, uh, this is the last time that you guys will be together. And then I said, I hope that you don't change your mind. So it's like, because this person comes, this person comes every every once in a while and always talks about her problems, about her boyfriend. And you already know, like when you're in that situation, bro, you're either the what is it called? What is it called when you're the um the rebound? You're the rebound, or like you're the best friend. You know, the the one that you'll never get there. You'll never get there, right? But he's saying like, yo. If you really do want somebody that you love, if you want, if you want somebody that that doesn't do what your man does, I'm here for you. You know what I'm saying? I'll always be here for you, always waiting for you. So that's like the over exaggeration of it. Obviously, like I'm out now, I'm free. So you know that that's not that's not it anymore. But that's the whole basis of the song. Like you're this person who loves this girl so much that you're willing to just be her friend. But I truly believe that you can't be friends with a female. Hmm. Explain like, that truly, one to me. Truly. Explain that one to me. It depends on what you mean by friend, too. Like a genuine, like Doesn't a girl. Because like I, can, I can be friends with... You can with... be acquaintances with a girl. It's, it's, it's so weird to me because it's like this. A lot of the girls that I talk to, I find attractive. You know, that I, I find like... Um, and most new people that I talk to, most new girls that I talk to are, um, 
what is it called? They're I'm I'm attracted to them and I, I want something with them, but then it just fizzled out and then we just become acquaintances again, you know? Like it, it's that is that type of routine for me. I believe that there will always be problems between a guy and a girl, because let's say that girl has a boyfriend now, right? When you guys were just alone, whatever, you guys would be, you know, cool around, you know, best friends, cool, cool, cool. And then she would go and find a boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? And then the boyfriend's like, yo, you can't talk to him anymore. You know, and then that's just a problem for you, problem for, for her, you know, like, why can't whatever, like, why do I have to choose between you guys or this and that? But if it's, if it's a guy and a guy, it's just like, cool, bro. Like, you do you. Go fuck your bitch. Like, you know, it's, it's, yeah, right. Exactly. So it's just like, that dynamic is just always like, you'll always lose. And if, and if let's say the guy has a girlfriend, the girl's like, you know, the, the girlfriend's going to be like, oh, like, stop talking to her. Why are you so close with her? All this and that. Like, yo, that's my friend. And they'll never get it, you know? But then there's also this thing where there is a chance where the boyfriend could actually cheat on the girl. You know what I'm saying? Because best friends, like I said, been fucking forever, bro. No, I genuinely, genuinely agree with that because whenever I'm in a mix of people, when I'm in a clique mm-hmm. with a mixture of boy, both girls and gals first off let me just um address like when i'm with the boys you know i'm like out there you know any any slight joke you may have i'm already laughing even before you say anything i'm already bursting uh-huh. out laughing i'm that i'm that really active guy you know the one that would like if i try to make you laugh i gotta denigrate you type of kid you know i can't make you laugh without insulting you that's how i make people laugh i insult people mm-hmm. That's <laughs> well. That's just how I am, you know. That's just my characteristics, mm-hmm. right? Now with a girl, or rather, when I'm in a clique and I'm and the clique has a mixture of both females and male, like already, like I'm already behave. I'm already timid, you know. It's like it's not necessarily I'm trying to. I think it's more subconsciously I'm trying yeah, to do that like because a, I don't want to. Yeah, it's like a, a like a primal thing. You know, it's like you'll want to be seen more put together. You'll want to have your chest out more, all this and that. You'll want to seem smarter. You'll want to seem better. It's just there's just a dynamic there that that's like always in us, like a primal thing that's like, you know, like I got to look good. But if you're with your boys, like, you know, you're chilling. chilling. Yeah, and it's not necessarily the fact that I'm all suppressing anything. No, it's just rather I become more reclusive when I'm in a mixture of people. But when I'm with the boys, you know, everything goes, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I genuinely agree with you when it comes to the point where I don't think you can genuinely be friends with a girl. I think you could be acquaintances. I think you can be cool with mm-hmm. each other. I think y'all be can be cool. But being friends to the point where... Because if you... Because friends are there in times of need mm-hmm. right so i can i can be vulnerable with you mm-hmm. you can be vulnerable with me i can be vulnerable with the boys and and that would be that would be fine and even if i don't give you details right because that's how it is with boys even if i don't give you details even if i'm just venting out to you what i'm trying to, what i'm just currently feeling that would be fine women i i don't know what it is about women but they just want details even if you're just trying to vent out 
like it, I'm you're here for me, right? I'm not here to explain anything to you. You're here for me. I'm trying to just vent out things, and then they just try to go about with the details. But yeah, I I I think you're trying to starting to change my mind when it comes to the point where women and men can be friends in the sense that in the true sense of our friendship, meaning you can be open about anything without there being game or without it being a little bit right because uh, yeah a female will always shit test you and a male will always shit test a female especially if they're good if the guy knows what they're doing you know like they'll definitely like shit test you um either subconsciously or or consciously most likely consciously because more females have that ingrained game more females have had the subconscious game but males are just, are just like we have to really think about it because we're, we're, we're kind of stupid not gonna lie to you because we're kind of stupid um but yeah so that's that's yeah that's that i'm gonna propose a question to you maybe you can answer this right propose to right, me a so question. we've yes yeah, sir because i was talking to <laughs> oddly enough a female friend and mm-hmm she she had a question and we were on the phone and she asked me a question we we were talking about um gender and all that stuff and she said you would think that for a man since he's doing all the work he's doing all the providing i mean in, in ancient times right not not in modern times because modern times it's a little bit different but back then traditional roles men were always the one providing men were always the one doing the work you would think that they'd be the one to be picking and choosing but no it's women who goes out and picking and choosing you know it's it's like and even if you think about it nowadays it's not men who it's always the men who does the approaching it's women who do the choosing mm. so you would think uh, that if they I did a they would have the the their pick of the litter in idiomatic terms mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. Mm. At least, at least in my life, I don't agree with that. Um, I feel like that goes with a power dynamic. Power dynamic. Power dynamic. Yeah, it's really cold in this room. Like, I feel like all my bones are just slowly dying. Um, you can lay back down, bro. the 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 clickbait session is none. No, now now I'm comfortable in this position. Now, you can't get me out of here now. <laughs> it's just it's done. Um, but yeah, so, um. I don't I don't agree with that only because I, sp- I thought that before I learned about everything else, you know, um, but now I really believe that a man chooses a wife. A man chooses the girl. And you do have the pick of the litter. You know, there's so many good looking girls out there. And, you know, a lot of girls are like, oh, you can't find somebody like me. You're a clone of somebody else. Stop it. You're a clone, um, but it's 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 really true though. Every every girl that I meet now are so 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 similar. They're all the same, and you can connect all like the you can connect like they're like pieces of puzzles, you know. Um, you say all the same. You say all the same stuff. They fall for the same stuff. I blame TikTok, but go on. True facts, you know, TikTok, Instagram, social media, whatever you want to blame. Um, but yeah, so I feel like now I feel like men had always had the power, but now it's it's we're going to a time where more men are more soft and 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 men are more like 
uh, conscious of what they're saying, I guess. And they're more afraid of saying things because they don't want to get canceled and all this and that. Um, that's true if you have a platform for anything, female, male, doesn't matter, or anything in between if you prefer. Um, but uh, what is it called? When you start to build a platform, it's different because you have to watch out what you say to a million of people and your your reputation hit if you if you say anything remotely bad, right? But if you're a regular human being, you know, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of saying anything because it's it's if you're if you're afraid of saying something and you have that fear and, and you don't know where to go and you're always going for the safe route, one, it's like you're not controlling your life. Like you're really not. It's like you want to do things that you want to do, but then you're like, nah, you know what? I'm going to just go for the safe bet. Like, yeah, you're choosing there, you know, but you don't have power over that thing. You don't have power. You don't have that control of your own life. Like I said before, um, uh, power comes from you controlling the direction of your life. It's the same thing here too. You have the choice. You just have to choose choice. What did you just say? You have you the have choice. Choice. You have to choose choice. Explain that one to me. Because when you're, because what I believe is that when you're not, when you're choosing the other, the safe route, you're not really choosing. Your your fear chooses for you. You're not choosing. Your fear chooses for you. When you're choosing, it's you doing what you want to do not what the next best option is. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you like a girl, then go for that girl. You know, don't be afraid. Go ask her out. Go go do the stuff that you want to do. Don't be afraid to do it. What if the girl doesn't want you? Same thing as if a girl, if, if, I, if I don't want a girl you move on same goes same goes all right it's 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 not it's not just you know women choose this is like men choose too you know like men i feel like nowadays it's getting more soft because you know with tiktok and cancel culture and all this and that like men are just more afraid but it's the same as it's always true. been it's yeah. always it's the same if the girl likes you they will come for you like they will they will attack you head on be like a woman then Attack them head on. Like, it's it's not that hard. Just go up and talk to them. Here's what I would argue, though. It has always been the case where it would be to the point where Asian culture... I don't know where the, the system of courting began. But a man would court a woman. But it would always be up to the woman's hands. The ball would always be in the woman's court. And that would be then the question of, or the premise of the question of my friend, wherein she said, then why is it that it's oh, it's usually the case that the man has to ask for the approval of the woman and not the other way around. I wouldn't necessarily say, rather, I would agree with you in the sense that you have the power to choose. Like the woman has the power to choose the man, the man has the power to choose the woman. But the premise more so relied on the notion wherein the man would, generally speaking, be the one pursuing. 
why isn't it the woman doing the pursuing if the man is the the provider the etc etc I don't know. Men are more physical, so we chase more. I don't. <laughs> you know, I don't know. He said track star. I don't know. It's just, it's just how. I don't. I don't. I can't. I can't even really go deep into this because I. I wouldn't Here, know, bro. Here's a study I found, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a study, but I was watching this. I was watching. I actually researched the, the question. I don't know what it is about my brain, but if I find something interesting, I dive deep into it. So here's what I found chimps <laughs> so this is how it, how it goes in the, in the animal kingdom more specifically in chimps yeah keep talking i'm just gonna if you charge if you hand. yeah it's all good if you are alpha male right if you're alpha male you're the one doing everything you're the one doing all the pursuing you're the one doing all the providing you're the one doing all the everything all the everything yeah grammar is not on my side tonight you're doing everything from protecting your you're protecting yourself and protecting what's yours so the community as a chimp right so you're the male dominant chimp what tends to happen is since you are the male dominant chimp doing all the pursuing you what you're ultimately doing is you are raising yourself up and you are leaving subordinates under you so basically speaking all the men already did the choosing for the women because now you have an alpha male because all the others are all the other males are subordinate and agree with who the alpha male is or the alpha male chase the other chimps away so he's the only one there so in layman's term or rather in um in reductionist no in basically summarizing it it's the male chimps who's already done the choosing who the who the best man is and now all the women have to do is just like now it's the women's turn to like you, you already chose you who your alpha male is so he so must choose one of us or no like it's the the male chimp already did the pursuing right already did the the alpha male thing and now it's like they are since they already did the choosing, it's now the woman's turn to like um, go with the man, basically. Do you understand? No. It's like so the alpha male, right? So men have to do the pursuing. Male chimps already did that because now they're the alpha male. Either because they've left every other chimp a subordinate or they've chased them away. Now it's the one woman it's the it's the female chimps who can now just be like, hey, I approve because you're the only man left. That's why when you as a man, when you do the like as a male human being, when you do the pursuing, oh, got you, I got you. Mm-hmm. You get me? Explain it to I me. I get it now. Um, you're already so basically, men. Um, they go for this. They go for this. Like, like the alpha male thing, right? The alpha male thing. Basically, uh, everybody. It's either everybody agrees that you're the alpha male. Everybody has subordinates, right? Right. That's what you said. And so basically, 
like that includes like the the female chimps too like they would choose you as an alpha male so so like if you're the only one left you know then you know i choose you pikachu yeah yeah so that's that and now that we've got the heavy topic out of the way i wanted to talk about university which is like the final actually yeah i would say university would be the final topic of the night and then we could end the the conversation there how has university been for you for your second semester man easy so far and everything is so interesting to me you know i'm in psychology no not psychology i'm stupid i'm in philosophy i'm in well philosophy is so heavily is so intense like it's like very philosophy reading. introduction to philosophy or logic no introduction to philosophy um, i'm in logic yeah so intro to philosophy is just so intensive like reading wise it's just and but you learn a lot like i wasn't like bored when i was reading it and i had like my own opinions about it you know like i was reading about this man uh yancey and how in his entire essay he sounded like a rambling man that just wants to tear down the justice or like the injustice of what the system is doing you know and i'm like you know because his his theories i um his idea was that basically uh where you came from who you are like you know your gender and and what you believe in all that stuff goes into your philosophy right so so um a white philosopher right this is what he said this is this was his example that he had a white philosopher um a white male philosopher mentor right that's what he had and this mentor told him that he shouldn't uh what is it called he shouldn't specify or like um in african-american philosophy he, didn't, he shouldn't what that he should not um specialize in african-american uh, philosophy because it was it was seen as insignificant insignificant and all this stuff but he was like rebelling against that he was like no you know what that's an injustice all this and that and these stereotypes and how you were raised does become your philosophy even yancey himself you know even if i if i look at it this way this is what i wrote if i look at it this way as in um okay well uh yancey's an african-american male right and he was he lived in the projects and he fought very hard to become a philosopher it wasn't you it was a lot of not a lot of african-americans become philosophers because uh it was seen as like a rich people thing like if you were rich and you could be a philosopher because they don't make a lot of money or something i don't know but it was seen like that and uh kept fighting kept fighting so if you see it he has this fighter mentality and i've always seen um african-americans have having an underdog tone or have like a um just like they're being oppressed they're like they're, they're always like um the underdogs they're they're this and that and they're, they have this fighter mentality to, to like be better, always trying to improve all this and that, right? That's what I see, right? So I wrote that Yancey here could be argued as doing the same thing. His upbringing is what makes his philosophy so more open-minded, right? More open-minded and more like um, having this fighter mentality to like breaking down the walls, like, yo, there's other sides to this, you know? It's not just the white male philosopher um, point of view, it's that 
it's not just America, it's the whole world, right? There's a whole world. We can't, we can't just stop at like all the white philosophers like Kant and all this on and and you know all these people who who believe that even women, well, first of all, who believed in that that um African Americans or black people were what is it called? Like um they were unintelligent, anti-intelligent, they were um like like wild beasts, wild animals type type of thing. But they also uh for white women, they also said, oh, like they're um they're soft, they're this and that. So females can't be philosophers, all this and that. So he's really trying to break all that down. And my argument was like he could he he is living his idea, he is living his philosophy because that's what he is. From his upbringing and from his story, I could concur that his philosophy comes from his upbringing and his hardships, you know? And um, I said that about mine too, like my philosophy of like adapting and, and all this and that, whatever. But I totally forgot what the question was now. Is there even, oh, how was the university for me? Yeah, it was, uh, it was nice. <laughs> what are your what are your i would say what are some things that you learned as what were some things that you had mistakes in in your first term that you hope to fix in your second term um and what are some things that you learned from your first term that you would like to incorporate in your second term hmm something that i really want to fix is just i'm a lazy person i don't like homework like i like being in the classes because i'm I'm a very interactive and uh, I'm very like participating, but not so much sitting down and doing the work. I like discussing things. I like discussing answers. I like, I like doing all that stuff. Like math, like I get it. I got to do homework, right? Cause it's, it's part of the thing. Um, it's, it's more memory than theory and debate, right? Uh, I like more debate stuff and that's why I'm in uh, philosophy and also writing literature or something something like that, something about literature and then um it's, it's a literature class whatever it's a writing class too it's a liter it's a writing literature class and then um also in anthropology i just find anthropology fascinating because like that's how we quote-unquote evolve i don't i don't i don't think you believe in that right evolution or whatever but um it's it's really it's really cool to, to me like even to see like how we can go from this to that and you know it's, it's just it's just a cool thing for me and it's just very interesting so all the classes i've chosen are very interesting and i really really good teachers like even my math teacher like i'm surprised i'm actually liking math right now like i hate math i hate math but like my teacher is so like it's not that she makes it fun she makes it very digestible she goes very slow and she's digestible you know so i like that stuff so it's definitely like sitting down doing the work which i've been doing you know because i have um a journal now and i'm like yo you got to do this and, and then i do it the next day and also something that i learned from last semester that the teacher makes everything a difference like, the person teaching you makes the whole subject like the biggest difference that you've ever had like if somebody was taking psychology in another school and they hated it but then they, they went and took my uh, psychology at my school, it would probably be different. You know, like they'd probably like mine more or whatever. But, you know, that's not the thing. Like you just gotta relate to your teacher. Have a good teacher. Yeah, same bro. You know what really helped me, bro? What? 
scheduling. Nothing is hard if you keep up with it. And if you, because I time block, you know, you know, yeah, time but block. the hard thing is to keep up with the schedule. It's not hard if you, if you keep it, you can keep up with it, bro. You, you know what, it, you know, the, the thing with the schedule, oh shoot. The thing with the schedule is it's not a tyrant. It's, it's malleable. So for example, I would, I wake up at 4.30 and then like for, from 4.30 to 6, like I'm off. Like I'm not doing anything. All, all I'm doing is reading and eating and coffee and shower. That's it. Like it's a very, very slow morning. I love it. I don't start work until like 6.30, 7. Mm-hmm. Right. But if, if, if I estimate, say for example, I have class from 7 to 8.30. If my classes don't and at and then after eight thirty, so seven to eight thirty, my class is like I scheduled that, and then from eight thirty to like nine, I eat. So that 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 like that mm-hmm. eating thing, is like a space for me, to either have, an extension for my classes or it's just like a a, a thirty minute block for me, and then from eight thirty to I would say like, ten ten thirty, homework. But that that's not like that's not like an hour and thirty mm-hmm. minute sprint. You can work on it for 20 minutes and then go grab a snack for like mm-hmm. five minutes and then go back to it. So it's very, very malleable. You don't have to be very, very strict with it. It just gives you time to be on track with everything. See, I... I know you're a very, very huge um, opponent of time blocking and scheduling because you're just like, if I feel it, I feel it. If I don't, I don't. I mean, it's not <laughs> like that. It's more like... It's not that if I feel it, I feel it. It's more like... The due date is the due date. The due date is the due date. Like, it, when it's there, like, when it's approaching, I'll do it. Like, I'll give myself a certain time block that I can do this in, you know? Like, if the due date was at 3 o'clock, like just today. You know, it was, it was, it was due at 3 o'clock. I had four days to do it, okay? <laughs> I started at 1.30, I'm like, you know what? Two hours is more than sufficient for me to read this, this 20 page thing. And also, uh, write a whole four, like 400, 500 pages, uh, not pages, 400, 500, uh, words of reacting to it, you know, like, cause writing for me is very easy. That thing, that big block was the hardest for me. Cause it was like, it wasn't that it was, it wasn't, it's not that it wasn't fun. It just wasn't, what is this word? What is it? it just wasn't easy to read. It wasn't like super digestible, right? I had to think about what he was saying because he's a philosopher. He's using big words for no reason, you know? So I'm just like, damn, I hate it when people do this. So I, I didn't look up the words. I hate looking up words. I just like, um, cause I'm just lazy. But I, I just, I just kind of, um, what is it called? Using context to understand what the word means. So I just read it through and uh, through. And then I'm just like, well, I was like 10 pages in. And I'm like, I'm not reading this. So I started reading the first two lines, uh, the first two lines, the first and the last two lines of every, um, of every paragraph. And I just did it like that. And I, I got what he was saying. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to read this 20 page thing. Reading it word for word was like, he, he was rambling. He was a rambling man. Like, what, what am I supposed to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to listen to all this. This is stupid. So I stopped and I just, I just skimmed it. And I was like, okay, cool. This is, 
easy. So I wrote it in like 30 minutes. Well, read it and wrote it in 30 minutes because I was like, this is taking way too long. I started a two hour block, but I'm going to finish in 30. So I, I did that. Um, and you know what, whenever I do that, I don't half-ass though. Like I, people think I half-ass stuff because I go fast, but no, it's just like, I just know what I want to say, you know? And I don't need the, like some things you will need the entire, like the entire story, like to put everything together, right? But for some things like this, when he already states his main idea, he's just supporting it. It's like, it's stupid. I don't need to read the entire thing. You know, I can just hop halfway and I understand, I understand his logic, you know, I understand his, his, uh, what is it called? His chain of reasoning or whatever it's called, line of reasoning. And um, I can just make my own reaction off of this, like using my, uh, my life as a, as a evidence, I guess, or like as supporting evidence to, to my thing. But yeah, yeah I'm like, definitely going to back you up on that when you say that you don't have to read everything. So here's what, here's what happened with mm-hmm. me, right? So the assignment was the entire chapter of the first chapter, but the, you know, textbooks, I'm genuinely, okay. I have a psychology textbook and it's in Kindle format, which means I can just read straight. You can just, you can just read straight. I'm reading, bro. It's crazy because I love it. I genuinely love reading this textbook because the first chapter, so it's 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, 1.4. Right, so it's the the chapter is divided into four sections. The first chapter is an introduction to psychology. The second is um the types. No, second is a history of psychology, and the different ideas of different psychologists. The third one is the different types of psychology: cognitive psychology, clinical psychology, social psychology, all that stuff. And then the fourth one was, here are some of the careers that you may be interested in psychology. And that I did not read. (laughs) Because what else am I in college for? I'm going to know this and she's going to talk about that. I don't need to read. You need to get a PhD. And after you get a PhD, you need a doctorate. You need need to write a thesis. I don't need to do that. I don't need to read this this one particular chapter. She's going to go over it. And that's the same way how I read books. I read books in chapters that I want to read. Mm. Like, for example, Candace Owens' Blackout. I didn't start with the first chapter because the first chapter was on conservatism. There was a chapter in there that was on feminism. And I was just like, oh, this is interesting. And so that's the one I read. That, that wasn't the first chapter, nor was it the second. It was just like a chapter that I liked, right? Her take on, on certain ideas. So you just read what you want to read. And... and uh, if you genuinely want to read about things wherein you want to find out that you need a PhD, da 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 da, and that's something that I already know. Like I know that you need a PhD if you need to dive into a professorship in psychology and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But for me to read it again, it's like preaching to the choir. You already know it yourself, so mm-hmm. just read what you want to read. Yeah. Uh, also. Can I talk about style now? I kind of want to talk oh, about you, that. You now. can, you can. Yeah. It's kind of like I'm figuring. Me first out. though. I want. I want to talk about my style, bro. Cause, I, cause you was feeling about yourself, and then I gave you a proposition. I was like, cause you've 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 ran through different styles before, except my style. Ooh. Everything but my style. What's Everything. your style, bro? What's your style, bro? I don't have one. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm very. Oh, K-pop-y. you're so funny. I'm 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 more of a layers type of guy. Like, I like layering. If I have a... I can't just be out and about with just a t-shirt and shirt and, a sh- and, and pants. I gotta have a shirt. And then that shirt would probably be... Would probably be... I see, I'm already constructing something. So, turtleneck, t-shirt, chains, 
pants, shoes, bag. So I'm I'm very open to like I'm very very keen K-pop, to layering. K-pop yeah. means e boy. Nah, e boy is something more grungier. K-pop mm-hmm. is more bright, and yeah. So I really like layering because mm-hmm. I'm skinny. I need right, to right. hide the skinny by being baggy. No, so I need right. to contrast. Yeah. I need to contrast my frame. And then I gave you the proposition wherein I said, I think people tailor their their style, and their fashion sense with their physique. Like you wouldn't necessarily see a skinny guy wearing more skinny things. They'd wear more baggy things. And you wouldn't mm. necessarily see a, a, a very, very muscular man wearing something even baggier. You'd want that. They'd want it fitted to them because, you know. It depends. Just, see, when it's when they're like... I've never seen a, a muscular guy with baggy things. It depends on how muscular. See, if they were like very muscular, if they were like... Arnold Schwarzenegger or like The Rock, right? No, not even not not The Rock. The Rock is is, yeah. But what I'm it's saying is like, much. what I'm saying is like bodybuilding guy, like like very like actual bodybuilding guy, Olympia type type guys. They usually would wear more baggy stuff because people already know they're big, right? Plus, it's so hard to find like clothes that fit them. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like they would wear more baggy stuff, but for men who I would say are more uh, long, taller and like more toned physique, you know, like, like they're, like they're pretty big. Like, you know, they work out, but like not bodybuilding big, that middle thing is um, usually tight fitted stuff, you know, more of the, that, that aesthetic that's like, um, what kind of aesthetic is like the like what i'm trying to do what i'm trying to do my aesthetic kind of fitted like, uh, clean fitted clean professional looking like you know minimalistic um, minimal i love minimalist i bro i love dressing like super minimalistic but it's less is more that's what i like less is more that's what i like and it's it's su- i love it and i really like jewelry i like jewelry like i just what kind of jewelry i like earrings earrings chains rings all that stuff i want earrings bad but i just can't get them because you know my mom's gonna my mom my mom's gonna you gonna kill you gonna kill you no not kill me but rip that off my ear yeah my 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 parents say that to me all the time too only like come home with earrings i'll rip it off facts i think it's just all like an but it, it's not even like their decision too like I, I genuinely don't want one no i genuinely want one i really want one like it's so bad but um even when i went even to, I went, if you had one right would they be like stubs or the ones that dangle or hoops i was thinking hoops oh i can't imagine a guy with hoops sean Mendes has hoops who Shawn no, like, ho- like hoops, like ring, like basketball hoops. Yeah. No, never. Um. Okay, bro. But, <laughs> anyways, uh, but I think I would go for studs. But, but my my mom said something about like, you know, there's symbolism in that too. Like, oh, if she said that, oh, you wouldn't look like a good guy if you got that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's like tattoos and and all that stuff. Um, at least for us in my country, it, it's a sign that you're in a gang. It's a sign that you're a bad person. It's a sign that you sign your life away to something, right? Um, and it's like, it's permanent. So it's like, it's always there. And she's just, you know, don't do that. She says, so I'm like, okay, I, I won't do 
when she's back in my country and I'm still here, you know, I'm going to get one. But, but you know, because I feel like the, the dynamic has changed, has shifted, you know, from, oh, you're a gangster, so you have tattoos, you know, the Yakuza and all this stuff too, to like, it's art now. You know, it's art. And it's like what you believe in and what, what you, you know, what you like and all this stuff. And I feel like jewelry is it's such, it's a great, expression i want like bro when i when i get rich bro i'm telling you like less is more but i want like at least i want okay this is what i want how I want many to... fingers are you going to ring up one well one per hand i'll say two on this not two or three on the right hand and one on my left i want to have um a signet ring i don't know if you know that it a signet ring on my pinky finger because it's, it's a sign of power it's a sign of power it's like um it's it's a ring that royalty like royal royalty uses you can look up uh you can look up johnny depp's signet ring and it has uh it's basically like, like a crest like a if you were in medieval times and you had like the ring and it was like your family crest you could also use it as like to you know how people uh, and back in the old days, they would stamp their 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 envelopes or whatever with like the red the red stamp thing, oh, the, the wax thing. So that was the oh yeah 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 okay. I like that because it's a sign of power. Oh, so those are signature. Okay, oh. so it's kind of like more aesthetic, more. Mm. I got you. I got you. I got it's you. A, it's symbolism too. I love symbolism and everything because I feel like everything sh- that you wear should express, and there's everything should have a story behind it, right? Maybe that's going a little bit too inside, like whatever. Like my clothes, I want it to be minimal, right? Minimalistic, like uh, neutral colors, you know, neutral colors. I'm not really too flashy in colors, but like neutral makes me look good. And then, you know, mines are, are like, what, cream, gray, black, white, right? Those are my, the colors that I use, neutral. And then uh, the rings, I would like, I would like on my right hand, I would like to have the, the thin, the thin bands, the, the thin rings. And uh, I would stack two on this finger, on my, on my, this finger, I forgot what it's called, the pointer finger. And then I would have one right next to it, or I would have two of those thin bands and I'd have the, the signet ring here and I have one of these on this hand. So I'd have like in total four rings. Cause I think too many rings is too much. If you're having like all four, all, all four fingers here, all four fingers here, or like even a thumb. I feel like, yeah, that's too much for me. I, I can't do that. Like, I don't like a lot of diamonds either. I wanted to have like, cause I'm, like I said, more minimalistic, right? I wouldn't have like all those diamonds and all those like big, like, you know, I, I don't care about all that stuff. Like it just needs to look clean, smooth, like it looks good, fits my finger. And it just, oh, I just love rings so much. I love rings and I love chains. Like I, I want, I want to have like, not those heavy big chains, but the, the more thin, like I want to have like different size, like sizes lengths, right? And um, I feel like they're just cool. I feel like it's a sign of like one wealth, two of you knowing what you what you're doing. Oh, and I'm getting into like fragrances too. I'm getting into like cologne and stuff like that. But cologne are expensive, man. They're expensive. I never got into cologne. All I know my 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 my, my dad's side they're they're very into cologne. Um really? I, I, I never was. I just you know, my colognes are kind of hand me downs. <laughs> I bought I bought one. Oh, really? When I was in the Philippines I bought one. Mm-hmm. I bought one. 
Um, but yeah, that was about. Actually, I did. I never bought. Come to think of it, I've never bought cologne. They're all from other people. So my my tita gave me one. My my my. If you, if people don't know what tita means, tita is aunt in Tagalog. Uh, so my tita bought me one. My cousin bought me one. So those are my my favorite scents. But that was that's about. I'm not really into as long as I smell good and I shower. That's it. As long as um, I smell like, like if mm-hmm. as long as I shower, I smell good and then a few spurts. What I'm really into is layering. That's why my that's my winter, fall and spring are two of my favorite, are three of my favorite um, seasons. I don't necessarily like summer as much. I like colder months wherein I can layer up. Um, yeah. And yeah. When you said I don't necessarily like rings, because I I remember I, I bought this pack of rings on eBay, cost about like three dollars for not two dollars and fifty cents for three rings, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I mean I would I I wore three of them at the same time, but it never really clicked on me. I was just like it looked good, but that was it. <laughs> now it's like I I really like those like like those very 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 minimalistic necklaces like necklace chains. Mm-hmm. Those are really, really nice to me. Necklace and chains? You mean ring chain? Like the... Like, ne- like necklaces? It look, necklaces. How about... Yeah, just necklaces. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a necklace and a chain? A chain is a necklace. Ch- uh, a chain is a necklace. So, but a necklace might not be a chain. Very, very thin ones. You know those H&M packs? Those are mm-hmm. just like simple, silver-plated, just chains. Those those ones those are really nice. Mm-hmm. To me. Mm-hmm. The more slender, I like it. I don't necessarily like the bulk. I like signet rings. Yeah, so those are those are the nice ones. Yeah, those those are cool too. I don't like the big only chains bulky either. ones. The only bulky ones that I would pass for, or mm-hmm. I would I would wear on, are shoes like bulky shoes. The um, bulky shoes. It depends on the bulky shoes too. I would wear Air Maxes. Those are bulky. Yeah, I mean, I guess Air Forces are kind of bulky too, right? Dad shoes are bulky. I wore dad, dad shoes. shoes. You wore dad shoes? Oh, I remember I used to wear dad shoes. I used to wear dad shoes in middle school, bro. Like the Nike tennis shoes. No, Nike. Reba? Some, it was one of those, like what grandpas use, you know? And I, bro, oh my God, did I get ridiculed. Oh, Jesus Christ. It was bad. I had no type of style. I was like, whatever, whatever I have is what I use, you know. But now, like, mm-hmm. you know what's crazy nowadays? It mm-hmm. doesn't matter what what you wear, what you wear, you genuinely won't get fun of, made fun of. I mean, eh. from my experience, I wore every. <laughs> Bro, people are making fun of you. You just didn't hear it. I got slack, but here's my thing. Here's here's my thing, uh-huh. right? I wore them because I like them. That's my okay. thing. Like I and I genuinely didn't care about what others say. As long as you're not, as long as you're in, like, cause it's a spec. It's a it's That's a, a it's a very wide range of, <laughs> it's a very wide range wide of, range. um, <laughs> fashion. As long as you're in the eighty percent margin, you're fine. As long as you get into those like very very radical ten percent, that's when you get made fun See, of. For me, what I like to wear, thankfully, is what people like seeing me wear. Okay, so at least now, you know, like the style that I'm going for now, because when I wore that outfit, bro, I got mad. I was like, shit, you're complimenting me? Chilly, like, yeah, chill, bro. chill. So it's just like, 
I like getting the compliments. I like smelling good. I like smelling good because I hate. I'm you hate always smelling bad. <laughs> obviously, but like I, I, it's like I hate that, that I'm so self conscious about it. But I, I'm always like, I have to, I have to like you know put on cologne. But apparently, I've been putting cologne on very wrong. I thought it was because I watched like an alpha. Like how a, would you? It? How would you put it on? You know, like alpha M. You know alpha M. Yeah, the, the guy. Yeah, right. So I, I watched his video on how to put on cologne, right? He said, he said one on the neck, and then you would like, no, oh no, what is it? No, it's okay. So it's one, it's one on the wrist, right? And you would rub it, and then one on the neck, and you would rub on both sides, right? Apparently, it's super wrong. And the and the real way to do it, right, is two behind the ear, and it all it all has a meaning. Two behind the ear, right? Two on your collar, and one in the back of your neck. One in the back of so I was so confused about the back of the neck too, right? You know what so, I used to do? What? I would spray on the air or walk into it. <laughs> I did that. I did that. And my mom, my mom looks at me that, like, bro. my mom looks at me like, "What are you doing?" Dude? I don't know where I got that idea from, but I would, I would oh. have my cologne and I would just spray like three times, and then just walk into it, and then that was it. And then you would think that when you walk, it would make it would. Like it would leave a trail, right? It doesn't, doesn't, bro. It doesn't, cause it doesn't (laughs) last on you. Cause you're like, it doesn't last on you. You know what I'm saying? Like my mom literally looked at me and laughed. Like she was like, "What the hell are you doing?" (laughs) Um, but yeah, I figured out. Okay, so this is the real way. So the two on the um, the two on the behind your ear, right? When someone, you know, is the more European way. Like when somebody comes and hugs you, right, or like kiss you on both cheeks, or, or you know, like do the thing on both cheeks they can smell you you know from here you know what i'm saying like it's not that strong but they can smell oh like you smell good right because they're close they're right here they're like right next to your ear and then um the one on your collar right it's half it's partly on your shirt and it will last longer on your shirt than your body obviously because you have body odor and not body odor you have like warmth and then it goes away and sweats and perspiration there you go perspiration perspiration right so um so it would go like a little bit on your neck. So like this guy was saying it, like if a girl licks you on your neck or whatever, like they wouldn't, the alcohol wouldn't like, ah. they wouldn't lick the alcohol, right? So, but it would be best like if you do it on the collar, plus when, when you're close or like when you're hugging someone, they can smell it, right? And the one, the one behind the back, which I didn't know, is that that's the actual trail thing. Like when you walk and people Wait, like, when you say back, you mean nape or the actual back? No, back of your neck, bro. Like right here, the back of oh, your so neck. Also nape. Oh, is that called the nape? Yeah, the oh, nape. Oh, okay, well, that's a new word that I learned today. I've heard it before, but I just didn't know what the nape was. So you're searching it up. <laughs> you, you, you don't know I was like, right. am I right? Am I right about this? Am I right yeah. about this? Yeah. Is it, the na- is, it, is it the nape? In the back of a person's neck, yes. Okay, so yeah, so the nape of the neck. Or the nape of the nape. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so you do one of the nape because when you're walking and you know, uh, you know how girls like, sometimes when a girl smells really good, like you'll turn, you know, because it's like, damn, like, who, who is that? It smells real good. I feel you, I feel you. I feel it's it's going to be the same way, you know? But then I was thinking like, if you're a really tall person, you wouldn't really do it in the back of your neck, right? Because if no one can reach you up there, you won't you wouldn't really smell it. So how would you? So what would you do on your clothes then? Like I'm con- I'm like I don't know about that because like you know there's a lot of short girls, and they wouldn't they couldn't even reach like your neck, you know. So it's kind of like weird. But anyways, 
Um, I feel like everything I do is for me, but it's also for other people. I'm a commute. I'm. You tailor your desires to what people find you desirable for. Yeah, yeah, I can admit it. Yeah, because. Like, no, I, I genuinely like that because if you're good at basketball, like Michael Jordan is placed for basketball, and then all of a sudden you go baseball, you know, it's like you're playing in a different alley. So you play, you play as you are. Hold on. No, I genuinely understand that wherein, um, you know, how some guys are very, very muscular in their physique and then they, when they approach just in general, they have more of that confidence and as for me, I more have more so have charisma more than confidence. I mean, I have con- I have both, but I'm more, I more so rely on the charisma because I'm. What's very, the difference? Very... I feel like I feel like charisma, it goes hand okay. in hand. Okay, I guess it would depend on what I mean by charisma. I'm very verbose. I'm very comical, so right, that's like, my but, charisma. By being charismatic, you're not afraid. You're not like you're confident enough to speak to a lot of people. Well, when people yeah. say confidence, like. You know what I see at least is like when you're confident, you would you can go up to somebody, you can talk to them, you can you can be verbose, and mm. and if you weren't, you would be very reserved. You would be very like into your like mm. into your corner, and you know, that's what I think. Like I feel like those two goes hand in hand. If you have charisma, you have confidence. If you have confidence, you have yeah, charisma. I, well, uh, if I think I think mm. the I think here, I think charisma is the way you express yourself the way you are uh, the way you communicate with people with yourself and the way you're in tune with yourself so that's how charisma is for me and the more the less of a barrier you have in terms of expressing yourself the more confident you are you you get what i'm saying it says charisma is compelling attractiveness or charm that can be that can inspire devotion in others yeah the way the you're charming if you're the way you express yourself to others mm-hmm. the i way, think i'm charming yeah you think so you, you think i charm you charm in the sense of what <laughs> like physique or no character, character wise right character, yeah of course i'm not afraid to say it yeah, I'm sexy, right? Overly, over, over, overtly masculine. You're like, nah, bro, that's gay. <laughs> that's not overtly masculine, bro. That's being insecure. You, you <laughs> know, it's like, like those overtly, like... Yeah, well, I feel like those like, are the nah, gayest... Bro, I, don't, um, I don't think any man is attractive, bro. I feel like those people are gay because they're really trying to hide it. <laughs> that's real, what I bro. think. Yeah, yeah I feel like, like if you're not gay with your friends, then you're not really. Oh, friends. bro, that's 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 like I'm a huge proponent of that. You know, I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm that. You know how in every group chat you have that one guy who's like very very sus. Me. That's me. Yeah, like, bro, <laughs> Wait a minute. You got like, bro. I'd be like, it'd be at two a.m. I'm bored. <clears throat> oh, because so there was this TikTok. There was this TikTok video, right? I'm gonna send it to you. But basically, it said. Um, it was a TikTok where it's like cuddling rules, keep your pants on, and then the guy was like, "That's that's not fair because you keep your pants on." Da, 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 da. And I sent it to my boy, and I was just like, "Yo, no pants for you, bro." <laughs> and I was just like, "Yeah," and it was just like it was just like a nonchalant type of thing, you know? Oh yeah, 
I don't know how we got into this con- this topic, but thank you for that. Any last thoughts? Be yourself, but then don't be yourself. I don't know. Yeah, I don't got any last thoughts. <laughs> Alright, well, I am going to have a new last segment. So every last segment, Farrell and I will have book recommendations. But since this is like a one-hitter for him, I will be the one for this week. Farrell will be putting his recommendation next week. And then the week after that, it's me. And then the week after that, it's Farrell again. So for this week, I will be recommending Candace Owens' Blackout. The How Black America Can Make Its Second Escape from the Democrat Plantation. So once again, Candace Owens' Blackout, How Black America Can Make Its Second Escape from the Democrat Plantation. So basically, this is about how uh, leftist ideas and democratic policies are more so hurting black America rather than helping them because black Democrats have always been the prominent figure in advocating for black people's rights and this book is what this book talks about is how it doesn't how democrat policies help democrats not black america so it's a very very good read very very easy to digest easy terms easy uh, no amount of um very very minimal amount of sophistry and yeah i genuinely recommend it it's a very, very uh, good read. And yeah, no more last thoughts, Farrell, bro? I do have a last thought. What, what is it? Go stream my song on Spotify and Apple Music on February the 14th, uh, opening at midnight. I-A-B-T-F-Y. I'll always be there for you. Yay. All right, you can follow me on Ronaldo, you can follow me on Instagram at Ronaldo Aaron. You can follow Farrell at Farrell Akim underscore. You gotta drop that underscore, bro. That's F A R R E L H A K I M underscore. Can you even drop the underscore, or is that taken? I, th- I feel like it's taken. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I tried. How about just Farrell Hakim? Keep it simple. Keep it straight. You know. So to you, hey, hey, to each his own. But in any case, in any case, I will see you guys in the next one. Peace out. Peace.